live for your pleasure or my pleasure. We live for the pleasure of the living God. It's, it's what Paul was writing in 1 Corinthians 10, 31. He said, whatever you do, whether you're eating or drinking, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. We live for this one. Why? To bring pleasure to the heart of our maker, to make him smile. That's what Paul was saying uh, in, in Galatians 2, 20. I'm, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. That's my why. That's what Paul was saying in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. He said, he said for the love of Christ constrains us so that we judge thusly that if one died for all, then all have died. And Jesus died for all so that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. There's our why. Jesus had the very self-same why. John chapter 17, right before he's crucified, in this high priestly prayer, he says, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son might glorify you, as you've given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given to him. And this is eternal life, that they might know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have finished the work you've given me to do, and I've glorified you on the earth. We live with this supreme why, and it directs every ministry of this church. It directs every aspect of my daily routine. I live to bring God pleasure, to honor him, to glorify him. The reason we give ourselves to the one thing, that one priority to tell others who Jesus is, the reason we stay focused on the mission is because we know if we cut with that straight line of the why, bringing God pleasure, and we tell others who Jesus is, God is pleased. And friends, if that's not your heartbeat, you need to ask, am I really part of God's family? I don't mean that ugly. I just mean it true. If your heartbeat is not to bring God pleasure, I'm not talking about perfectly, but if that's not your heartbeat, you need to ask, am I really part of God's family or am I just a good religious person? And listen, I know that so many people come to church and say, well, you, you know, church exists to meet my needs. No, no, no. Where did you get that? We're not Burger King or Target. We are the family of God. We are the people of God. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the body of Christ. Your name, my name, is not in there. We exist not to meet needs supremely, although that's a good byproduct. We exist to tell others who Jesus is, to help you see Jesus, to help you be captured by Jesus. Because listen, if you're not satisfied with Jesus when we gather together, there ain't no need that I can meet that's going to satisfy you. Sirs, we would see Jesus. And when we live for the pleasure of God, and when we share Jesus with others, God is pleased. The second thing we need to do is we stay focused on our calling when we stay focused on the Word of God. 
Look, experience is great. I don't want to minimize that. The experience of Peter, the experience of Paul and Barnabas is great, but the deciding factor at Jerusalem Council was the Word of God. As it is for us every day, you have questions about how you're going to navigate life. I get it. I do too. My goodness, I raised four daughters. Did you get that? I raised four daughters. Okay. My wife raised four daughters and I watched. I I mean, honestly, I I get the questions. I've navigated life like you have and still navigating life. I I struggle with what to do and where to go and what to say. When, when I get punched in the nose, I want to cry, and I don't, I don't know how to navigate that sometimes. We all face broken, shattered dreams. But can I tell you this? When we go to God's Word and we soak our soul in God's Word every day, then we find comfort for our hurt, we find courage for our heart, and we begin to move forward in the fulfillment of the calling that God has given us so that we bring Him pleasure. Guys, listen, the Word of God is not just some uh, dusty textbook from which we get some neat little stories. It's not just a place where we can go for cool poetry uh, or a history lesson. The Word of God is the very heartbeat of God, the very words of God. When I was in vacation Bible school, I memorized a scripture. Every year we would memorize the same one. And it's Psalms 119, verse 105. And and it's so true. Psalm 119, 105. Lord, your word is a lamp to my feet, and it's a light to my path. Do you realize that the word of God is given to us to correct us, to adjust us, to direct us, to encourage us, to to inspire us, to, to show us the heartbeat of the Father so that we walk every single day in concert with his will. And it is, the, it is the rule book for our church. It's the Bible, not our experience. It's the Bible, not our culture. It's the Bible, not our tradition. Do you get it? The Bible is what we need to stay focused on. And when we're focused on the word of God, then we'll walk in the will of God and we'll accomplish the ways of God. And that little sticky note that God has put on our desk, it won't get lost. We'll see it every day. And we'll seek to submit to his word and fulfill our calling. Stay focused on the why, God's glory. Stay focused on the word of God. And let's fulfill the mission that God has given us. Would you bow your heads with me, please? This morning, I want to just speak to those who are here who are not sure that they're part of God's family. If that's who you are, then, and and you're uncertain about your relationship with God, I just want to invite you today to do what we invited the children to do during Vacation Bible School. If you want to become part of God's family, and there's that stirring in your soul, and you long to know that God is your Father and that Jesus is your Savior and the Spirit of God resides within you, if that's your desire, if today you're living in hopelessness and despair because you're separated from God and the covenant of promise, then I invite you to admit that you're a sinner and to repent of your sin, to believe that Jesus is God's Son that he died for your sin upon a cross in your place, and that he was raised from the dead to give you new life.
and to confess that Jesus is the boss of you from now for all eternity. If you will admit and believe and confess, the Bible says that you may be saved, rescued, brought into the family of God. So today, if that's the yearning of your heart, I'm going to encourage you to do that very thing. If you need help doing that, uh, after the service is over, there's going to be someone at the next steps table, and you can talk with them, and they'd love to walk with you through the ABCs of becoming part of God's family. If you're here today and you're yearning for strength in the midst of your weakness, or you're longing for hope in the midst of despairing circumstances, maybe you're discouraged because of forces in this life that have been beaten up against you. If you're a follower of Jesus, can I tell you that God is faithful? That God is the God who parts the Red Sea. God is the God who makes bread rain from heaven for the hungry. And God is the God who still moves mountains. God is the God who stretches out his heart to you to encourage and strengthen you today. Turn to him. Lean back fully in his arms of love. Now, Father, as we worship you, as we sing your praise, will you speak to us, capture us, encourage us, that we might fulfill our calling and stay focused. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.